is on the block with Brent Axe. They have been able to move the football up and down the field. Play action from Allen. Throws in the run. It's deflected and caught nonetheless by Brown for a touchdown. CBS on the call. John Brown, huge day. Josh Allen, one of his better starts. As a starting quarterback of the National Football League, defense playing with purpose. We're about to find out why from our next guest. Special teams, we'll let that go. We'll let that go. That's just not not their thing yesterday. No, not at all. Let's bring him in. He is on the beat. You can read his work. At The Athletic, you can follow him on Twitter for all the latest on your Buffalo Bills. Matthew Fairburn back on the block, ESPN Radio. Mr. Fairburn, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well, Brent. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, and I really enjoy, I always enjoy your work, but I really enjoyed your story about uh, Tremaine Edmonds and why that Bills defense was as fired up as it was. He had a lot to do with that. What happened there for those not familiar with the story, Matt? Yeah, on Saturday night in the Bills' final team meeting of the week, which is you know typically more of a, a rah-rah session, a motivational uh, type of meeting. You know, Tremaine Edmonds, who isn't the loudest guy. Uh, you know, the defensive guys know him uh, to be somewhat vocal, but offensive guys barely ever hear his voice. And he stood up in front of the team and kind of poured his heart out about you know how. You know, what motivates him, uh, some of the things he wanted to improve on, and, you know, what he wanted the team to kind of, you know, the way they, the way he wanted them to play, play a little bit more free and go out there and, and leave no doubt, which is something that they feel like they, they hadn't done to the, this point in the season. And a lot of guys, you know, walking around the locker room, especially the offensive guys who don't hear from them as often, a lot of them were, um, you know, really taken aback, but, fired up at the same time by the fact that Tremaine Edmonds was the one up there speaking. And, you know, this a guy who's a 21-year-old, but he's a captain. And he felt moved to, to do that, and, you know, clearly the team responded. It was a defense that played with purpose, played downhill, played with a little more, you know, pep in their step in, in so many ways. And, yeah, that's Miami over there, Matthew. But it's a Bills defense that needed this day because the run defense had kind of sprung a leak lately and people were starting to – Doubt some things about this defense. What did yesterday do, considering that was the Miami Dolphins you played, but did it kind of put a renewed sense of confidence in a defense that maybe was losing some of its stature the past couple weeks? Yeah, I think they needed it. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, what you said, that, oh, it's just the Dolphins. And that's true. You don't want to you know, you read too many of your press clippings after dominating the Dolphins. But I always like to think of, you know, imagine if the, the reverse had happened. Imagine if they had another bad day against the Dolphins, what that might have done to their psyche. So to to remind themselves what they're capable of, 23 yards rushing for the Dolphins, and to take control of a, a, a team that you know they're supposed to take control of. I mean, look, they allowed 20 points, but a touchdown of that was on the, uh, the kick return. So really 13 points from the defense. The Dolphins were moving the ball through the air a little bit more uh, than you'd like to see, but the dominance from the run defense, the great pass rush, both things that I think this group can build on and really something that, you know, confidence can be such a week-to-week thing, even a day-to-day thing in the NFL, but to have a game like that to remind you what you're capable of is never a bad thing. 
Matt, uh, the defense certainly had a great day, and Josh Allen not only had a great day, I think arguably his greatest day as a pro. I know that's something that you wrote about today. And What was it about yesterday that, that separates him from some of the, the other, even some of the other goodies that he's had? He just looked sharp, he looked decisive, and again, you got to throw in that was the Miami Dolphins out there. But I think Bills fans have been looking for this from Josh, no matter who's on the other side of the field. Yeah, it's funny. I actually, so a lot of his good games have come against the Dolphins. Last year, he had his five touchdown game against the Dolphins, and he also had that really strong game down in Miami where they almost won. He's had two pretty good games against them this year. I, I took his sample of games against the Dolphins and extrapolated it out over a 16 game season, and he would have, you know, for the on pace crowd, right around 5,000 total yards, 52 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. So if he could play the Dolphins every week, he'd be on his way uh, to an MVP season. Obviously, that's not the case. But, again, kind of like the defense, you know, Josh Allen hasn't had a game like this all season long. And like you said, you could argue he hasn't had a game like this in his career. And people have been waiting for it. He's had opportunities against some weak secondaries. Washington, Miami before at home. Philadelphia was a reeling secondary. Cincinnati uh, both New York teams uh, have been up and down on defense. He could have had this game at some point this season. So to have four touchdowns and to do it the way that he did it with pushing the ball downfield a little bit, making some of those throws in the intermediate area, playing a little bit more up-tempo, making adjustments before the snap at the line of scrimmage, all those things that you want your young quarterback to start to be able to do as he develops, he did them. And, it is against the Dolphins, but again, it's better than the alternative, which the alternative is what Bills fans have seen all season long is these in-between games where he throws for 220 yards, a touchdown or two, doesn't turn the ball over, but you don't leave feeling like he took a step forward. Yesterday, you felt like he took a step forward, even against a really lousy defense, because he was doing some different things, pushing the ball downfield like that 40-yard touchdown to John Brown, handling pressure in his face like he did on that touchdown to Dawson Knox, adjusting at the line of scrimmage and getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Little things that he's correcting week to week. Now we get to see if he can carry that over into a stretch stretch of games against some really tough defenses. Denver this week, Dallas on a short week after that, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and New England. That is a tough stretch of the schedule, so I think we're really going to find out what he's made of in the next five weeks. That's it right there. That big stretch is coming up, and for people that look at the Bills and look at the record of their opponents and and doubt what this is, I think you're going to find that out over the next few weeks here. And one of the things that has really revived Josh Allen this year is, is John Brown, who has come in and just been a godsend to this offense. and. Look, he's not the biggest, strongest, fastest guy in the league, but he is just a solid, consistent, week-in and week-out performer. And it just feels like maybe that's the type of player that some of the younger players on this team needed to see in action uh, to learn how to be pros. Well, what is it about this guy that has kind of put a spark into Allen in this offense? Hey, he's a a really well-rounded receiver, Brent. You know, a lot of people thought of John Brown early in his career as just a deep ball guy, and that's what... Arizona used him as because they had, you know, some other big time receivers in that offense. But now that he's staying healthy, which is a big thing, you know, he hasn't really done that a ton during his career. Staying healthy. And then last year he dealt with a quarterback change. He was on his way to a similar season 
when Joe Flacco was the Ravens quarterback. But when they switched to Lamar Jackson, they just didn't have the same chemistry. The offensive philosophy was a little bit different, and Lamar Jackson was in his first few games. But now John Brown is in an offense where he is the featured guy, and he's the guy that they look to. He can run those intermediate routes as well as anybody in the AFC, and and he's doing that consistently. And I I think what, you know, helps for, you know, some of the younger players on this offense is he's such a steady presence. He's a really quiet guy that goes to work and just does his job. He's not a guy that's going to command the football or, you know, be a huge distraction. He really just puts in the work, and if the ball's coming his way, he makes the plays, Uh, you know. And yesterday was the real breakout game. He's now up to 817 receiving yards. He's on pace to finish the season somewhere between twelve and 1,300, uh, a year that we haven't seen from a Bills receiver since Lee Evans had 1,200 yards uh, in 2006. So it really is an unprecedented year. They could use another threat uh, to step up at some point um, other than John Brown because he's accounting for 78% of the team's first downs passing this year. I mean, he is uh, a big-time uh, part of their offense. So they could use a secondary weapon, but... Uh, I think it's safe to say they found their primary one. A big frustration for Bills fans after the Cleveland game was that Devin Singletary ran the ball eight times. Fifteen times in this game, 75 yards. Brian Dable up in the booth, not on the field, and it just seemed like that offense was flowing for a number of different reasons. But I want to hone in on Singletary here. Do you think that and when you have Frank Gore on the team, you want to get him out there and he ran the ball 11 times, but... Is Devin Singletary number one running back material, Matt? I think he's going to have to be if this team and this offense is going to take it to the next level because, you know, I don't know if that's the long-term outlook for him. Maybe they add another back in the offseason, whether it's free agency or in the draft again. But he is, if he can hang on to the football, he fumbled twice yesterday. He also had six runs that went for one yard or fewer, which is not what you want. But he has the big playability. He just has to learn to put it all together and be a little bit more consistent, which is probably why he wasn't getting the ball as often in the early part of the season. But the fact of the matter is, he's the most explosive back on the team, arguably one of the most explosive, you know, outside of John Brown, probably the most explosive player that the Bills have on offense. They need him to be a part of this, uh, a big part of this offense down the stretch as, as the going gets tough. Uh, and they try to secure a playoff spot because, you know, you draft a guy in the third round, that's what you expect out of him. And, and you know, maybe long-term the ideal situation is to have uh, another, you know, bigger bruising runner and, you know, have them kind of complement each other. But, you know, Frank Gore is 36 years old. If you're counting on him to take on a big workload in the later part of the season, I think you're you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. I know that guy is... Um, evaded father time, you know, time and time again. He's been uh, defying logic at the running back position. But I, I just don't know that you can count on Frank Gore to be as effective as he was early in the season, you know, in December. So a lot is on Singletary's plate right now. He needs to take care of the football, and he needs to eliminate some of the negative runs and become that guy that, that can be counted on late in the season uh, as this offense tries to evolve and take the next step. Matt, one more question for you. I mentioned Brian Dable there. He goes up in the booth. A different perspective I would expect him to stay up there in the foreseeable future, given the success the Bills had on offense yesterday. Look, there's been some critics out there, myself included, of Dable 
but maybe he's coming around here. Maybe there's a relationship there that he's established with Josh Allen. And you said it, though. I think this this crucial stretch coming up is is really going to prove, I, I guess, if Bills fans are in favor of him being the guy or not. And, and kind of, I don't think his status is in, in trouble by any stretch. But you well know as well as anybody being out there in western New York and the passion of the Bills fans and even the ones here in central New York that you covered at Syracuse.com, Matthew, and Look, if if you fall out of favor with them, it's hard to get back in favor with them. But is Brian Dable starting to come back on on the bright side here? You know, I think he is, and I think you know you have to say that yesterday shaving the mustache was a big uh, a big boost for Brian Dable's image. Uh, I think he's pulling it off. <laughs> there he's he's one and one and zero with the stash. I think it's a great look. Uh, but you know, as a as a play caller in the NFL, it's kind of like you know the same as quarterback. You know, you're you're going to be the least popular guy in town when things aren't going well. Everybody thinks they can call plays in the NFL. And I'm not saying Brian Dable has been a perfect offensive coordinator. All I'm telling you is that week to week, it's hard for me to sit there and say, you know, that was a terrible game plan or that was a a terrible play call because I don't know all the ins and outs of the play calls and the, the game plan and the scheme and everything like that. That doesn't absolve him of some of the issues they've had on offense, but more than anything, results uh, you know will drive your popularity. If they continue to perform as an offense, he'll you know win over those fans really quickly. If they don't perform as an offense, if they go back to what they were doing before the Dolphins game, you can bet those critics are going to grow louder. And frankly, Sean McDermott's going to need a scapegoat. That, that's kind of how the NFL works. I don't know if you know Sean McDermott is you know, going to do that at the end of the year or a lot depends on how they finish the season, but there's pressure to win when you get into year three and, you know, next year will be year four under Sean McDermott. So, you know, he's already fired one offensive coordinator and, you know, certainly uh, those jobs are high pressure. You know, the, the security is, is not great, but I think if he keeps winning, Brian Dable is the type of guy that, people in Buffalo, you know, love. He's one of them. He grew up here. So uh, as long as the results are there, I'm sure people will be tripping over themselves to be big fans of Brian Dable, but uh, they they certainly don't hesitate to to place blame when things don't go their way. And as we mentioned before, this is about to be a really tough stretch for this offense. The next five teams they face are all really strong defenses, and that's going to, you know, certainly heighten the pressure a little bit and you know, we'll see what kind of results they can get against the defenses that, you know, aren't Miami's. Matthew, always appreciate the time and the insight, my friend. Keep up the good work, and we'll catch up down the road. Oh, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon, Brian. Thank you, sir. That is Matthew Fairburn. Always enjoy his work. Used to be right here at Syracuse.com now with The Athletic.